Welcome to the Let's Get Vulnerable podcast with me, your host, Dr. Morgan Anderson, clinical psychologist, relationship coach, love expert, creator of the ESL relationship method, and athletic wear connoisseur. My mission is to help you raise your self-worth, have great relationships, and step confidently into the next level of your life. Each week, two episodes will air featuring expert advice, live coaching, and tips showing you exactly how to improve your life and attract great relationships. You deserve to feel empowered, secure, and loved. So buckle up and let's get vulnerable. Hello, how are you all doing? I am not excited. I, you know, usually I'm like, I'm excited about today's episode and usually I am, but you know, to be honest, I keep trying to film this or film record this damn episode and so much avoidance comes up for me. And it's one of those moments I go, okay, Morgan, you named this podcast. Let's get vulnerable. Yet here you are not wanting to get vulnerable. And I have to call myself out on it. So you guys, I'm going to get vulnerable. I'm going to talk about this topic, even though I keep avoiding it, even though I start to record and I stop and I start and I stop. This time I am doing it and we are going there and I am talking about this thing. So, all right, what in the hell is the topic today? I am talking about narcissistic abuse. And the reason why I have so much avoidance around it and I don't really want to talk about it is because I am the survivor of an abusive relationship. I um, lived through this nightmare and it's been about seven years now. And let me tell you, I... If you had told me that I would be talking about it on a podcast, I would have thought you were crazy, but time is a miracle worker and I've gotten more and more comfortable about talking about it. And not only that, I sort of feel an obligation to talk about it because so many of us out there are either survivors are currently experiencing or know someone who is in an abusive relationship. And today's episode is actually designed to help educate. I want to talk about three of the main signs that you are experiencing narcissistic abuse. You know, um, Before I dive into that, we will get to it. You know, I just kind of want to throw out there, like, there's this terrible, there's this terrible stereotype that, you know, it only happens to certain people or you're weak if it happens to you. Um, You guys, I came from a family with a lot of love. I obviously am very high achieving. I was getting my doctorate in clinical psychology and had this deeper understanding of the human psyche and human behavior. And yet I was the victim of this relationship. So 
this can happen to anyone. And statistically, it happens to around one out of five women. I can't off the top of my head remember the statistic for men. Obviously, this also happens to men. There are so many of us out there who have been the survivors of an abusive relationship. So I want to break that stigma. Um, You know, this is something that I think in our culture, you know, it's just sort of becomes something that is shamed. And it's, it's one of those experiences that really, truly the victim is blamed. You know, there's so much of the, well, why didn't you leave? Why did you stay? And one other thing I wanted to talk about before I get into the the three signs is just that idea, right? Like, let's stop that right now. Let's stop the victim blaming. Let's not say, why, why didn't you leave? Instead, why in the hell is the abuser, you know, having the behaviors and acting the way that they are? Um, we need to turn the spotlight on to the abuser. I'm sorry. We need to, right? Um, and here's the other thing is people don't realize that when you are in an abusive relationship, and obviously there's varying levels, no experience is the same, but one common feeling, you know, is that this person has manipulated you. They are controlling your life. They have beaten your self-worth into the ground. So you have no concept of who you are or that you're worthy of anything. Um, and likely they've isolated, isolated you from all of your family and friends. So it doesn't really provide the best environment for leaving. Um, on top of that, you know, there's research that shows that an abusive relationship is a lot like being addicted to gambling. So there's part of the brain where addiction um, patterns are, are being fired, uh, because essentially, you know, there's these periods where everything's good and, and maybe there's even periods where things are amazing and maybe the, you know, abuser sort of flew you to Paris and did all the right things and introduced you to their family and et cetera, et cetera. A lot of times there's a lot of, um, moments that are these incredible highs. And that actually resembles something similar to hitting the jackpot. Um, And of course, there's also these incredible lows. And that's kind of like when you put all your money and then you don't get anything back. So it's interesting how, you know, research can kind of point out the similarities between a gambling addiction and an abusive relationship. And guess what? Quitting an addiction is hard and leaving an abusive relationship is hard. And I think that we need more education in our society about just how hard it is and maybe we can stop victim blaming. 
Okay, I'm getting off of my soapbox about this. And I really do want to give you guys some value and give you some tangible signs so that you can know what to look for, whether it's you experiencing it or someone you love. So the first sign that I want to talk about is love bombing. And maybe you've heard of this term. Maybe you haven't. Um, This is one that's like, gosh, it feels pretty freaking good when it's happening to you. Uh, For me, it looked like, you know, the person was getting me my favorite coffee every morning and oh my gosh, a trip to Chicago and wow, my favorite perfume and wow, you want me to meet your parents already? And wow, I remember feeling like I was in a fairy tale. And guess what? It was a fairy tale. (laughs) This was not reality. Love bombing can feel so good. And maybe if you've, you know, been on the dating scene for a long time and you just want to find Mr. Right. And then all of a sudden you have a guy that's telling you that they love you within two weeks and giving you everything you could ever hope for. It feels pretty damn good. But the problem is, is it's not based in reality and it's actually designed to be able to control and manipulate you later. Okay, so love bombing, look out for extravagant gifts, look out for that clinging on and overly expressive and kind of like very fast, full on Prince Charming kind of vibes. Um, I don't know how else to describe it. I'm sure there's a more clinical way, but that's what's coming to me right now. And this is not scripted. So you guys get to hear whatever comes out of my mouth. (laughs) All right. So love bombing was number one. The second sign I want to talk about is obviously also one that I really experienced and it is the emotional abuse, put downs, the lowering of your self-worth, however you want to call it. Um, this is what an abuser will use to make you question your worth and they will use it to control you. And what I want to say is sometimes I would say oftentimes it starts out very small. I can remember the exact moment when it started in my abusive relationship and it was, my partner pointing out, um, that he did not like when I wore my hair in a ponytail and he preferred if I would wear it down. And it was this moment because I had been this princess. I was up on this pedestal. I was getting everything my little heart desired. And then all of a sudden he, you know, says your hair looks terrible in a ponytail. I would prefer that you wore it down. And I just kind of remember thinking, what, what's happening? (laughs) Um, And that was the first tiny sign of what became more and more um, degrading and abusive put downs. So 
Oftentimes this can start really small and then it will gradually build to things that are very hurtful. And, you know, someone who is a narcissist or um, has these abusive behaviors, they're usually pretty good at feeling out the things that you're insecure about. Uh, For me, you know, I I think a lot of you probably know this. I had gone through this huge fitness transformation. I'd lost 50 pounds and um, I was finally like feeling really good about my body. But obviously having been that sort of overweight girl, the, the chubby kid growing up, it was clear that my weight was an insecurity for me. So that was something that um, my partner really used against me. Um, And he had lots of ways of doing that. I remember sort of like him controlling me and making me go on like runs and he'd be running ahead of me and screaming back at me, all kinds of things and just, you know, constant put downs. Um, and yeah, I mean, that was probably one of the lower points. Um, but it all started with, I hate when you wear your hair in a ponytail. So be aware of put downs, you know, there's a way to give feedback to someone or a way to express how we feel about something that doesn't put that person down or make them feel bad. Right. So Be aware of that. And number three, this one is the final sign that I'm going to talk about today. And I think it's one of the more important ones. And that is a narcissistic abuser's tendency to want to isolate you from all of your friends and family. And this is done so that they can have control and it's rooted in their insecurity and their fear that you will leave them. And somehow there's this feeling that if they have you all to themselves, you won't leave them. Um, So for me, this definitely started happening in my relationship and it was so difficult. I remember, you know, being very, very, very confused. This person that you know, for the first six months of our relationship, it was like a fairy tale and they got along with everyone and everything was great. Um, and then all of a sudden they're telling me why my best friend is a terrible person. And they're pointing out things about my family that, you know, I know aren't true, but they're getting all this evidence, you know, and it was sort of like this effort to, make me think that they were the only good person in my life. Um, Lucky for me, I had good relationships with friends and great relationship with my family. And, you know, I knew that somehow, like, like deep down, I always knew that my friends and family were on my side. You know, they weren't bad people. Uh, But I was becoming more and more isolated And it it also was hard because this person wanted to spend all of their time with me. So it just became a logistic piece too. I was working my ass off as a, you know, personal trainer at 24 hour fitness. I was working my ass off at graduate school, trying to do my practicum and do all the coursework and do all the things for that. 
um, and trying to date this person. And this, they wanted to see me, you know, four to five times a week. Yikes. And I had no time. I had no time for myself. And then pretty soon I had no time for friends or even family. So watch for a narcissistic abuser's tendency to want to isolate you from the people that you really love in your life. And what is so important, you know, in moving through this is that you break that isolation, that you are able to get help. You know, for me, it looked like finally going to therapy and finding that person who I could totally open up to and I knew they wouldn't judge me and I knew that, you know, they wouldn't feel like um, they had to intervene immediately, you know, so therapy actually really, really, really helped me through that time in my life. So you guys, I got vulnerable. I shared. And I know that this topic is important because I know the statistics. I know that one in five women have experienced this. Maybe they're a survivor. And I know that men also experience this as well. And it is so likely that one of you or someone you love has gone through this experience. So let's get the education out there. You know, I want to review it really quick. We went over three signs and they were love bombing, isolating, and put downs. So remember, remember those signs And if you know someone who needs to hear this, make sure you send them this episode, make sure you tag them. And if there's parts of this that you really resonated with, make sure that you screenshot it and then tag me on Instagram at Dr. Morgan coaching. And if we're not friends on Instagram, then like what is happening? You know, let's, let's get to know each other go find me on there. It's at Dr. Morgan coaching, send me a DM. And I just want to say, I really appreciate this community. And I appreciate you all tuning into this podcast, being able to share this part of my story and kind of take ownership of it is really important for me. And I appreciate the space to do that. So thank you for your support. And as always, I am wishing you high self-worth, and great relationships. I'll talk to you soon. You guys, thanks for tuning in. I really appreciate each and every one of you. The best way that you can thank me is by sharing this episode on Instagram Facebook and making sure that you tag me at Dr. Morgan coaching. And it would really mean the world to me if you took just two minutes to leave me a five-star review on iTunes. This podcast is not free to produce. And the more that you help this little show grow, the more people will have access to this valuable information. So until next time, I'm wishing you high self-worth, and great relationships. Thank you for being part of this community.